The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Searching for something to put a smile back on your face. Just remembering unusual times that can come from an unusual place. You need a partner for the ride, cause everybody needs a climb. So set your worries to the side. Shit 90 Shows Taught Me was not filmed before a live studio audience. Welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling, here with my co-host, the Ashley to my Mary-Kate, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? Jess, I am so good. I finally got my Mary-Kate and Ashley club package in the mail the clubhouse took 20 years it includes the complete 31 book collection of two of a kind um so i better get to reading yeah you better um it is mary kate and ashley march a annual tradition that we started last year and so we can call it a tradition because it's not the second year twice (laughs) happens twice yeah um where we spend the month of march talking about mary kate and ashley content Last year, we did a bracket with TikTok Nicole, where we just did, we watched so many Mary-Kate and Ashley films, and we did a whole bracket, so I won't spoil it. If you haven't listened, go back and listen. That was, like, one of our longest podcasts. I want to say it was, like, three hours or so. Um, We also covered uh, It Takes Two last year with Melissa Denny. There's so much Mary-Kate and Ashley stuff to talk about, so obviously, we have to make this an annual tradition. And we had to invite on someone who is also a notable Mary-Kate and Ashley fan from way back in the day, Lindsay Wilson. Lindsay, how are you? 
the real pokey valentine to your mary kate and ashley (laughs) (laughs) pokey valentine what a name pokey valentine (laughs) my notes just say what the hell kind of name is this Uh, anyway i'm good thank you for having me back (laughs) welcome to the podcast why don't you walk us through a little bit of like your history with mary kate and ashley because you're around the same age as us so i imagine it was just like a childhood thing for you as well 100 percent. yeah i definitely watched as much olsen content as i could consume the books that sarah referred to definitely had those and oh yeah I read all of them, I think, maybe not all of them. I read a lot of them, but as I was watching this show back, I was like, I don't know what's going on here. I don't remember any of this. Um, but yes, I used to watch all the movies. Billboard Dad was a big favorite, really liked Switching mm-hmm. Bowls. Those ones were just kind of on repeat. I only had four channels growing up, so it was a lot of like Olsen VHS in the rotation. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, big Mary-Kate and Ashley fan. I just consumed so much content. I remember the like You're Invited movies. The ballet yeah. one was never available at Blockbuster, so oh, I was always like always calling them, being out. like, "Yeah, do you guys have that ballet one?" They were like, "Stop calling." <laughs> <laughs> they probably someone probably like took it out and never returned it, and so it always just like, looked like it was going to be available, but wasn't because some kid lost it and ruined it for yeah. everybody. I guarantee Ugh. it. That kid's a uh, yeah, no, two of a kind, especially. So obviously, I was also a huge Mary Kate and Ashley fan back in the day. I, I especially used to love the mystery series. Like that was one of the the big ones to me. But for me, but I also, I, I think the thing is, is the thing that sticks out to me about Mary Kate and Ashley is specifically anytime they did a film where they sang or there was music Mm -hmm. because something about those stick in your head and you could still sing them today. And so obviously two of a kind didn't have like a very, like an especially exciting theme song, but like you, the you're invited ones did like you're invited, you're invited. (laughs) It's so classic. Um, I'm so excited to be talking Mary Kate and Ashley today. Sarah, how about you? How's your Mary Kate and Ashley March going so far? It's going great. Um, we covered a lot last year, but one thing that we did not cover were two of their uh, shows, two of their sitcoms, mm-hmm. uh, including Two of a Kind and So uh, so Little Time. Mm-hmm. I, I, I got to tell you, it took me so many tries to get the name Two of a Kind down. <laughs> and I'm still not even totally confident that I have it, but... Well, the problem but, is they also have it takes two. That's what it takes two. You have two of a kind, and you have so little time. So little time. And it's yeah, it's a lot. It's a it's a it's definitely a lot. But when when I first thought back last year about Mary Kane Ashley films, I thought a lot about their travel films, which we had watched last year, like Passport to Paris and uh, the Australian one that's escaping my brain right now. But I think that the most Mary Kate and Ashley that I watched were these sitcoms because while Lindsay says she didn't remember anything what was going on in these I remembered a disgusting amount from being little too little too little kind oh no too too kind. kind. well I think the thing is Sarah is so this this show originally aired on ABC as part of like the TGIF lineup which is huge like that is a big lineup from anybody who grew up in the 90s remembers that lineup 
And it was, um, so it was the first TV series they had since Full House had ended in 95. So this show only had a single season and it ran from 1998 to 1999. And here is my assumption as to why, Sarah, you and I remember this so vividly. I'm going to assume this show came on ABC Family when we got home from school every day. And because there was only a single season of it, they probably reran the same episodes right. a million times. <laughs> and so that's yeah. why there were literally moments where I could, I knew what they were going to say before they said it. And we all know I have the memory of a goldfish. Like, <laughs> this is the true tea. I don't yeah. remember anything. It's because your brain has been taken up by two of a, two of a kind lines. It's all true. The all the Mary Kate. Like, yeah, it's like you know, Winston is part of the left brain, but then the entire right side <laughs> of your brain is just taken up by two of a kind. Yeah, and so I really enjoyed rewatching this. Um, so uh, now that okay, so Sarah and I remembered this very vividly. Lindsay didn't, and so I think the struggle I have is how do I even possibly grade this? Not that we're grading it, but how would I even possibly rate this accurately as a show? Because my nostalgia for it is so high that I was like, this is an amazing show. How did it only get one season? Which I know, like, objectively is a wrong opinion to have. So, Lindsay, talk me through your overall thoughts on what you thought of this one season um, this one season sitcom that starred that or that aired in the 90s. Yeah, well, it's funny because like, so two things. The first one is that I realized as you were saying, like, it's the ABC lineup, like it was a big thing. I'm realizing that like, I only would have had access to the ABC lineup when I was at my dad's house, like famously at every other weekend situation. Yeah, so I'm thinking maybe I only saw like, half the season is maybe what oh, happened here that so would I'm wondering, make sense like as soon as you said that i was like oh my god we didn't have abc but at my dad's house we did <laughs> so maybe that's what's going on here anyway um i think yeah this was one that i was definitely able to view with clear eyes as opposed to like if you show me billboard dad today i'm gonna be like this is incredible this is like yeah, the greatest film that's ever been made. Yes. uh so watch it takes two like every year but uh, I think this is not that good. <laughs> wow. Wait, so how how much did you rewatch of this season? Yeah, well, I guess. I mean, I watched the whole thing. Okay, um, cool, cool, cool. Because we watched, Jessica and I also watched the entire 22 episodes. Yeah. yeah. But there were I, quick I really binge. thought you were about to be like, I only watched like two episodes. No, 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 like, no. We, we give Lindsay all of the homework <laughs> and don't do any of it ourselves. Yeah. You know, yeah. We, like, you're telling me I didn't have to watch all these. <laughs> so the last like four days, Jessica and I have only been watching two of a kind yeah <laughs> yeah and so for those of you who either didn't watch who just want to listen to this podcast and haven't seen the show or just don't have a, a strong memory of it it is available online somehow literally i just googled like two of a kind available online free and i was able to pull it up so it is available if you want the watch good old it. daily motion i love motion. daily motion they have everything yeah they're um <laughs> you're the so, mvp like we said before, it aired from 98 to 99. It starred, um, obviously, Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen. They're 12-year-olds in this. And they very much are leaning 
as heavily as possible into these like stereotypes. So Mary Kate Olsen is obviously going to be the one who loves sports and horses. And she hangs out with the boys. And Ashley is someone who's like a girly girl and she wants to be a cheerleader. She wants to be popular. Um, so very makeup much, versus baseball. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very much leaning into those tropes. Um, also stars uh, Christopher Sieber as Kevin Burke, their widower father, which we're going to have to get into the fact that like every single thing Mary Kate and Ashley have ever done <laughs> involves a dad who's like a widower or like a single dad yes. and like what kind of mommy issues they must have. <laughs> what is this trope? Like why are they constantly having films with a single parent, most notably a single father? So Lindsay many as a dead historian, moms. Like every you- time. Lindsay, as a a MKA historian, do you have the answer to this? Because it's a mystery. It's baffling. Yeah, I noted the same thing. Like, there's this one, there's Billboard Dad, there's two of a kind. kind. I'm doing the same thing, Sarah. It takes two. uh, Full Full House, house. famously. (laughs) Every one of these is like, oh, dead mom. Got to get around that. I don't really remember so much the later ones, but like, uh, I watched the challenge. They have split up parents. Like they never have like a solid family life. I wonder what that's about. Yeah. I want to say a lot of it probably was that the, cause it's a very sitcom thing in general to have, mm-hmm. Oh, let's see what happens when you have a single dad trying to raise girls was yes. always very much the trope. And so obviously this show falls into that trope. And so of course we have to get some feminine adult energy in here. So we have Sally Wheeler as Carrie Moore, who is both, uh, Kevin Burke's, uh, student because he's a professor but also their babysitter eventually moves in with them like it's a whole thing it's a whole thing um we'll get into it but so that is that is like the premise of the show of course you have a couple other randos popping in you have um eddie who's like the kevin's best friend you have um there's i'm trying to think is it who's the i'm trying to think who's what's the name of the okay thank you paul i was yeah i couldn't remember his name um ernie grunwald he's in like a bunch of stuff in the 90s his face was very familiar to me he was in it takes two as well that yes of course (laughs) yeah he was um butt kiss yeah yes oh my Mr. god Buckus. thank you i'm Harry sitting there being like who is this man yes oh my god incredible yeah he's in a couple things i mean he's in like men in black too i don't know he just looked very familiar to me like he probably is a guest star in like a million shows yeah oh yeah i'm looking through this now he is in like every single sitcom or television show known to man like any of like psych supernatural Grey's anatomy monk like all these popular shows he's guest starred on um, so he's Paul, who's Carrie's classmate. He kind of is there for like comedic relief a lot of the time. He's just like he bumbles a lot. He's like a pizza delivery guy. Um, we have uh, Matt, who's Kevin's younger brother and the twins' uncle, which so. he's a very notable face for me because he was uh, not only in the Clueless sitcom but also in Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Yes, David Lasher. Is, so he, uh, is for me, name. he's a very familiar face. Yeah. And Sarah, you said Christopher Sieber was also someone that you recognized, right? You've yeah. seen him on Broadway? I've seen him on Broadway twice. I saw him first in Spamalot, uh, which is a Mighty Python mm-hmm. um, show. And then more recently, I also saw him play Mrs. Trunchbull in Matilda the Musical on Broadway. <laughs> He was very talented in that. Very talented. Yeah. And uh, he also played Lord Farquaad in Shrek the musical, (laughs) which I did not see. I did not see. What a chameleon. 
That's he is a uh, Broadway juggernaut. So yeah. Lindsay, in the because in the show we see, I mean, he's pretty musically inclined. Like we see him playing saxophone. I don't know if that was actually him or not, but if I mean, if it was, he's very talented. Um, yeah. Now it makes me think he should have gotten on stage in the karaoke episode when we saw that woman doing awful karaoke. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> um, That's so bad. <laughs> yeah, so that is that is the basic premise of the show. And of course, antics ensue when you have uh, you know, the the basically wound the tightly wound professor father and the young, cool, free spirit babysitter. Um, so Lindsay, walk us through a little bit of your general thoughts on this show and why you may or may not have uh thought it held up over. <laughs> over these last couple years i think that's like my biggest thing is like a lot of this doesn't hold up under like even the slight bit of scrutiny where it's like oh like it's my professor and i live with him and everyone thinks we're doing it and like that's yeah. normal and then like there is an issue where people actually are like oh you're sleeping with the professor for grades and everyone's just like lol what a good joke and like let's not address this even a little bit and i feel like that has aged very poorly or it's like wow this dynamic is like pretty creepy and weird uh and like their lives just get so intertwined that it starts coming off as like pretty inappropriate especially from she insists on calling him professor the whole time professor burke's perspective like it just comes off as a bit weird they do a like yeah. a very intentional job of being like we don't like each other yet because i'm still his student but like we will as soon as i'm not yeah but I think that, that was always very apparent throughout the season but yeah, I think that has aged quite poorly. Yeah, that's probably one of the two biggest things that definitely don't age gracefully whatsoever is the obviously the weird dynamic between professor and student and the fact that I mean, it's, it'd be fine if she was just babysitting for mm -hmm. his kids, totally. but then she's then she's there yeah. literally all the time like even yeah. before she moves in so like i don't i'm trying to remember what episode even that she ends up moving in because she gets kicked out of her apartment um and th this this storyline also she gets kicked out of her apartment because she failed to pay rent once because the professor didn't mail the check for her which she I'm just gave like, him the check to mail like this is so flimsy it is it's so flimsy and on top of that that is not how no. eviction works like you don't get evicted no. from failing to pay one i mean maybe there was a series of things but i, I feel as though that was just the the straw that broke the camel's back i felt like carrie was probably not the best tenant that they've had <laughs> yeah yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to that point about like if she was just a babysitter, like I guess still there, there's like some weird like employer employee yeah. weirdness. But like I feel yeah. like all of that is just so compounded where it's like she works for you and she's your student. Yeah, it's not like, good. I, I, I'm a firm believer that you should really just keep everything separate. I once mm -hmm. had a job where I was the I was like the interior design student, but I was also her personal assistant. And sometimes I babysat her daughter. Oh, gosh. Um, yeah. a lot of the times I babysat her daughter and then sometimes I was her dog sitter and then there was other times where I did I went to her house and I helped her in the Hamptons I helped her with her garage sale and the lines got horribly blurred to yeah. the point where it was really really hard for me to decipher what was personal what was work what was emotional and I, I'm just like a firm believer that everything should be separate. Like I should not have been 
that invested in her daughter's life or in her dog's life or anything of the above. So I think that uh, it's very important. Nowadays, I would say, hey, Carrie, like maybe find a different part-time job. Like you don't need to be your professor's babysitter and you certainly don't need to move in. But Mm -hmm. once again, back in the day when I watched this the first time, one of the things that stuck out to me the most was the uh, developing relationship between Kevin and Carrie and how invested I was into it because it doesn't play a huge part of this series, but in my mind, it was like one of the main takeaways I had of the show before I started rewatching it. I had the same thought going back into the show. I couldn't remember when they got together. And so the entire time I was like, when does that happen again? And because he's dating her friend for a while, like her really super mm-hmm. boring friend who we barely see him. Date, I don't but think the friend was, was super boring. She was like, uh, what was she? She was boring. She only or... ever wanted to go to the same place to eat all the time. And they go to like this new cuisine. I don't know. I'm, was it Chinese food? I'm trying to remember what it was. And she's just like, like oh. Vietnamese or something. Yeah. And she just wants like plain chicken with nothing on it. It's just like live a little woman. What are you doing? <laughs> there is a ton of the like 90s stuff in there where it's like no skin because it's bad for you. Yes. <laughs> is all this stuff low fat. Diet. It's like yeah. welcome to 1999. <laughs> yeah. yeah the, the, the turkey, how they oh, they were talking about like triglycerides and the turkey. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and so, yeah, the yeah. whole time I was wondering as well, like, when do they get together? Because I couldn't remember. And I remembered the whole brother situation happening and thinking maybe Carrie dates him for a while. I couldn't remember. But yeah, it's very problematic. Um, that dynamic doesn't hold up at all, especially because when Carrie moves in. So I looked it up. So it's episode 16 that she moves in, which actually is longer than I remembered in rewatching it. And then they're like on each other. Like they're. Oh, she's always there. So it's to mm-hmm. me, it's like, well, how do you know when you're getting paid to babysit and when you're just hanging out? Like, That's, how do you even draw the distinction? That's what was my issue when I worked at that job. Yeah. 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 It, it just didn't make a ton of sense. So that for sure, Lindsay, I could see being like numero uno with a bullet of like, <laughs> this is bad. This doesn't hold up. Yeah, um, like moment one of the first episode, she introduces herself and she's like, I'm not a regular student. And you're like, uh-oh. And then she goes, I'm 26. 26. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> Ooh, you're so old. I know. You're the show a grown-ass like, woman. <laughs> yeah, the show's like, don't worry, guys. She's not an 18-year-old college student. She's 26 to his 40. You don't have yeah, to worry at 26. all. She's 26. She's like yeah. fully past the point of this being weird. It's yeah, like yeah, an adult awesome. student. It's like, bitch, like, you know. <laughs> she could we could have aged her up to 35 like you know yeah that would have been fine <laughs> yeah so that's number one problem and i think the other issue which like we run into um a lot with any mary kate and ashley content at all is just the fact that it's a lot of the time it's okay ashley likes girly things and pink and mary kate likes boy things and blue and there's no wiggle room it's just Mm -hmm. like that's their entire all-consuming personalities and i mean mary kate has like a few crushes here and there throughout this season but most of this is spent talking about how okay mary kate is this way ashley is this way they're complete opposites and that also to me sarah doesn't 
hold up well because it really puts them in these boxes and doesn't allow them much wiggle room at all to be like, okay, well, I like, you know, I like sports and I like to put nail polish on, you know, <laughs> like you can't have it both ways in this show. Yeah, I could see that. Um, I think that it's a trope that they constantly ran into in their movies as well. And I think mm -hmm. that it's really just to, it's a tool to differentiate the twins. And also, I think it's also a way for girls to watch it and be like, yeah, like I'm just like Mary Kate when you're 11 years old. And I, it wasn't something that you really, you know, really bothered you when you're a kid. Cause it, you watched it and you wanted to be like a certain person um, and you related to a certain person. I think it has to be literal when it's a kid's show. And of course there's, there should be gray areas and people's interests overlap. But I think that, I think it's a device that they use in Mary Kate and Ashley films because I don't know, kids. They want to make it very clear cut. Right, I suppose. And also they're twins. So like you have to differentiate them somehow. And this is what they use to do it. Yeah, I suppose that's fair. But Lindsay, did you, I mean, knowing how much Mary Kate and Ashley content we've all consumed in general, <laughs> this is certainly a big trope of Mary Kate and Ashley. And we know in real life, there isn't, they're not like, you know what I mean? They're, Mary Kate is not like obsessed with sports and yeah. they both have their own fashion line for God's sake. Like they, <laughs> they certainly don't only fall into a, a single bucket. Um, was this something you noticed in your rewatch of the show? Definitely. And I think like, it's something that of course they have to do so that again, so you can differentiate them. I wonder, like, I definitely found myself at times just being like nebulous Mary Kate and Ashley character. Like when they were just talking to each other about whatever, like I didn't separate them in my head and I wonder if there's a concern that you get less invested in them or something if they don't mm -hmm. have such a distinct personality but like I think they do it way more elegantly in some of the other movies like yeah. I'm thinking even like the challenge is a terrible movie but at the same time it was like this one is like a hippy dippy one and this one's like more driven and that's to me maybe a little bit more interesting than mm -hmm. like sports versus makeup but like or I was thinking even like in Billboard Dad, it's like one of them likes diving and one likes the drastically different surfing. <laughs> completely different. It's so different. How could you even yeah. bring that up? It's so different. Yeah. Yeah, it's like that yeah I think thing. you're it's right. Like he's like night and later that night. Yeah. I think it's also like as they get older too, I think maybe they, because they focus so much more on like the romantic pairings, it's less mm -hmm. about who's sporty and who's girly. Uh, as they get older but this this the show certainly leans into uh because it's like every single episode Ashley is talking about like oh my gosh this boy is so cute and it's like yeah. we get it your boy crazy we get it okay like we don't like always a different one it. too yeah <laughs> crush of the week it it almost felt like it was borrowing storylines of a lot of their movies I felt also um but it didn't bother me. I was enjoying the ride. And yeah, I think I enjoyed the ride mostly because I recalled it. Like I enjoyed the ride mm -hmm. because I was, I remembered being familiar with it. If you sat me down and put this show in front of me and this was the first, and you wiped my memory and this was the first time I was watching it, I would have been like, what, like what is happening here versus watching it and being like, I remember this episode. I remember the whole plot line. <laughs> so it was like, obviously a little bit more exciting, I think. Hmm. it was just fluff it was fun fluff i don't know i i'm fully <laughs> in it i I'm, i think that i'm uh it, it takes no two of a kind okay they have to change the name <laughs> <laughs> 
they have to. I can't. I can't do this anymore. That's my number one critique of this show is that I cannot get a grasp on this freaking name. So they have to. They have yeah. to change the name. That's number one. Um. So, but besides that, I'm. I'm fully. I'm fully in. Uh. But I can see what you're saying, seeing, saying, Jess. Like, it is extremely tropey. It's what we've seen before. I want to know, like, how they started with Mary-Kate only liking sports stuff. And uh, it's kind of like when you tell your grandma that you love, I don't know, the Smurfs. And then now <laughs> for the next 12 years, you only get Smurf-like yeah. gifts for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. It's like Mary-Kate at the age of four was like, I really like playing soccer. And they're like. Perfect. You're the sporty one. Yep. That's how we will define you forever. You're welcome. (laughs) I will give some credit. Like, I don't want to make it sound like I hated everything about this. I definitely found like there were some lines in this that really made me laugh. Like there were definitely moments where I was like, oh, that's good stuff. Like uh, there's one moment where they're trying to like scare off this new woman that Kevin is dating. Yes. And they're like, Mary Kate's like, oh yeah, like I'm just gonna step out for a smoke or whatever, and they're like trying to scare her away, and then she's like, "Which one told you that like he's dating more than one woman?" He's like, "I don't know, the one that smokes." And yeah, the really smoker. Smoked, that, that <laughs> yeah, they do have some really funny moments. Um, I, uh, I enjoyed a lot of the pop culture references that brought me back. So like. Uh, Ashley is obsessed with Titanic. They have a Titanic movie poster. Which I definitely had in my bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> the same one. Yeah. Um, like uh all of the obviously all the butterfly clips and the fashion. I feel like beyond everything else, beyond the pop culture references in general, the hair specifically is mm-hmm. such a specific time in our lives. Like this late 90s, early 2000s style of doing your hair where it is like there are no rules. Like you can do (laughs) anything. It's like, okay, step one, get a Rachel haircut. Everybody needs the Rachel. Okay, check mark that off. Step two, usually throw some highlights. Okay, great. Check. Next, we're going to take clips, shove them anywhere. Like, (laughs) oh, you see this piece? Grab this piece. Shove it straight up. Clip in the side. You know what I mean? Like it was, you could do anything. Very spiky. Mm-hmm. Very spiky. Clips everywhere. Pins everywhere. Um, A lot of, it almost looked like they were straightening their hair just to then put it up in like maybe space buns, but like spiky space buns. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like we all owned, okay, tell me, Lindsay, did you own this? You have to be honest. The thing that you would put, okay, so you'd put your hair in a ponytail and then you bought this thing that was fake hair and it was like wrapped (laughs) around a hair tie, but it was like, it spiked straight out and you would tie it around your ponytail to make it look like you had like this like spiky fake hair coming out. This is the first I'm hearing of this. I'm so oh sorry. my god, I need to find this online. It existed. Sarah, yeah. do you want to talk about Sarah? I do. I've never I never owned one, but I do know what you're talking about. There was a lot of fake hair accessories from the 90s and early 2000s. They all had hair on okay. them. And it <laughs> yeah. always looked very fake. You got so it like from Claire's or the icing. Oh my um, god, that's so good. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember the icing? It was like Claire's, but a little different, <gasps> but exactly like Claire's. Yes, of course I remember that. And but then I don't know. I think they're sister companies. Icing and Claire's were from the same company. Yeah, mm. yeah. It was like very much like a limited to Lindsay, if you're uh, not as familiar. But it was all like accessories. 
So you would go to Claire's to get your ears pierced. Um, you'd go in to buy like the tackiest, cheapest jewelry you could ever find. <laughs> Everything had was like bedazzled. Like that. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying to like look it up. I'm finding no information here. I'm sure yeah, it's it's fine. I believe you. Claire's was definitely <laughs> like a staple though, for sure. And I especially yeah. like in this how like it's Ashley in particular, where it's like, oh, that was like the hair of a popular cool girl. It was like yes. that many clips and stuff. It was like, that's how the cool kids wear their hair. Yeah. <laughs> how did we yeah. feel about Ashley's um, want and need to become popular or cheerleader or all this stuff? I feel like that was kind of her main focus in the series was like, how can I be the most popular? How can I be cool? How can I get boys to like me? Yeah, I guess it we was didn't like, like it, it. It made her. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, listen. I've always been a Mary Kate bitch. Okay, like we all can admit, I was always a Mary Kate bitch. I was like, yes, sports. Me too. Um, <laughs> like as a child. And so when I was watching this, I was like, okay, Ashley, we understand you're boy crazy and you want to be popular. Who cares? Like I felt like Mary Kate's laid back attitude always spoke to me. Now I was like a good student, like Ashley was. But Mary Kate was always so much more chill about things. And I feel like I appreciated that more than I appreciated Ashley freaking out over every tiny thing. Yeah, no, same. I definitely was like, Mary Kate's the one that's coming off is just like so much more accessible. Like even the modeling episode where it's like she's the one who doesn't care as much and they recognize that as like, this is the kid that we want in our photo shoot or whatever versus the one who's trying too hard. Yeah. And yeah, I think like I, that resonated for sure. Doesn't that make you feel for Ashley? Because Ashley wants something so badly. And then Mary Kate just gets it because she, I don't know, because she was more natural. She's laid back. Yeah, I know. But it makes you feel bad for Ashley. Ashley just wants her one thing. And it just sucks when like your sister, your friend gets it over you. Mm -hmm. That was the only episode that I had any memory of. That was like the episode that I remembered reading the novelization of yes <laughs> I was like oh yes, yes. mary kate's gonna get this right yeah yeah I, I definitely remember model behavior that was one of the that was episode nine that was one of the most memorable episodes um what else i also remember the bird episode the pigeon, the pigeon. Uh, where the pigeon goes back to the pet store and then yeah, so Mary- they sold the pigeon again. Yeah, so basically Mary-Kate sucks at keeping a pet alive and so they decide <laughs> to get her a bird and like get a pigeon because the guy says if you let her out, she'll do a circle around the town and then she'll come back and they like actually had painted the the toenails pink or something and so they let this bird out it doesn't come back and then uh, Carrie goes back to the store and buys the same exact bird and it's a scam. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Um, what else? Do you remember what I liked split decision, which was when the girls were fighting and then they decided that they didn't want to share rooms anymore. <laughs> and Mary Kate went to go live in the attic and then she had a party that was really raging, and then she did not <laughs> let Ashley yeah. in. But why I wouldn't want to share, like, no matter how close I am with my sister, I don't want to share a room with her. They're twins. That's the thing. Like, I I think it all can be explained with just saying they're twins. (laughs) This episode was unhinged. This was like, this was also the bra episode. And I was like, oh, this is extremely (gasps) That's what I remember. 
about that yes. too. <laughs> I remembered as soon as I saw Carrie hug that guy, I was like, that's right. He's wearing mm -hmm. like a heart monitor or something. And she thinks it's a bra. And so she refuses to date him, which okay it does not age well but whatever but then the fact that this doctor just gives um first of all the fact that kevin is taking a stress test in jeans is that would <laughs> just, stressed. Yeah. it stressed me out watching him run in jeans <laughs> sir it is 2022 no one wears jeans anymore and they especially don't <laughs> run in them <laughs> so scary to watch him do this and that that doctor should be like not allowed to be a doctor anymore i don't think you're allowed to do that you can't just like take something out on somebody everything about this was so baffling where it's like she's like oh my god i think he's wearing a bra and that means i can't date him anymore and also you need to confront him on my behalf and tell him <laughs> this is what's happening and then she's like and then he like the doctor is like all right so uh, what's the deal you're like student slash babysitter slash tenant won't call me back like there's a lot going on <laughs> i mean I, i'm I, I don't know what i would if i hugged drew and felt that he was wearing something that was bra like i do think i would be very inquisitive but i don't think i would <laughs> just ask I could ask but i don't i don't think i would get my i don't think i would get my boss to ask if, <laughs> for me that would no, be weird it, yeah that would no, be strange no. the future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly but then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about that's why we've created the hefty renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials to participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Oh, my God. Okay, I found, um, I found the ponytail holder thing mm -hmm. so it's called a i'm gonna send you all a link it's called a elasticized ponytail swirls hairpiece they gotta work on this, the marketing on that this one is frosted um mm. and so yeah you basically would put your hair up in a bun <laughs> ew jessica <laughs> looks like a hamster <laughs> listen i'm not saying they were great i'm saying this existed it has three oh, stars man. out of five well, of course it does. Of course, I like it this is like started. an official Revlon product. <laughs> yeah, it's horrifying. Oh. Wow. Um, so this was like a major thing. See, Sarah, this just proves to me that we really do need to do an accessories bracket because do you all I remember know. shoelace barrettes? Did you all have shoelace barrettes? What? Oh is it, what's a shoelace? Ma'am, you it didn't live. Thing. It was basically <sighs> this. Barrettes. It was this barrette. So it was okay. You oh, remember yeah. the clips that you would? It was metal. And you would mm -hmm. clip it and it had these two pieces on the side you'd squeeze together and it would fly open. Oh. It was like that, but with shoelaces all over. <laughs> oh god. I just Googled it. This is familiar. You know this one is familiar. No, I think yeah. I'm too cool to have this. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, it was cool back in the day to have a shoelace barrette. And I don't all think the listeners I don't think are gonna come. I don't think it was Jessica. <laughs> <sighs> you know. Anyway. Um so yeah, the hair is, I mean, the hair was everything. Every single episode, they came out with different wild hairstyles of like just pieces askew. There were always clips everywhere, butterfly clips, of course. But I got to say, the one that made me 
question life decisions the most <laughs> was Carrie's hair. Because mm-hmm. Carrie's hair is very short. It's short. It's bright red. Like you cannot miss it. It's that it's that red that when you go to a salon and they have like that, you know, that red, that like mm-hmm. very fake red out. That's what color red it was. And she always just had so many hair accessories in her hair at one time. Um, like, do you know, okay, if you either of you watch RuPaul's Drag Race when they're like, okay, you know, it's always like take one accessory off mm-hmm. as you're leaving the door. Hair- Carrie could have taken five hair pieces out <laughs> on her way out good. the door. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot going on. I feel like her hair got shorter too over the course of the season and it was already very short to begin with. Yeah, she had a very, um, John and Kate plus eight, like Kate from John and Kate plus eight going on. At oh no, <laughs> this is not great. <laughs> Oh, no. But I, I, she was the cool babysitter. They didn't even want to have a babysitter at first. And then Carrie came and they realized, oh, she can teach us about boys. She can teach us about makeup. She can teach us. They, she could do soccer things. And she I, I think that. Sports. Yeah. yeah. She became like this cool older sister type of thing where they wanted to be around her. And even even their little friends liked Carrie. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like, the there were the two boys, and then there was Ashley's one girlfriend that was always over. Being, like, I don't know, a bad influence, I think. That girl was trouble. I could that sniff it a mile trouble. away. So, uh, <laughs> she had one friend who was played by Orlando Brown, uh, which I believe he was in That's So Raven. He was, yeah. He was in, he was definitely in That's So Raven. Yeah. I'm trying to Max. find. There was Max oh. and Brian were the two. Mm-hmm. Brian and was such a creep. Yeah, Brian is a creep. He oh, was Brian always was... hitting on everyone. Yeah. yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, and he was then... in Eight Simple Rules. I don't know if either of you watched that show. Oh. Um, But he played Rory in Eight Simple Rules. The actor's name is Martin Span- Spangers, I think. Mm. Um, But yeah, he was in he was in Eight Simple Rules. He was a little creep. That Such kid. a creep. And so was Eddie, for that matter. We have some like very problematic supporting Ugh. characters. Or like, stop yeah. it. <laughs> Eddie sucks. Eddie's the. They worst. got rid of Eddie, I think. They, like yeah, Eddie, he was Eddie gone like halfway through. They replaced him with long haul. Matt, I think. Yeah, like yeah. Matt was like, okay, we'll just we need another dude. Okay, get rid of Eddie. Let's bring in. Let's say he has a brother. Eddie and he wasn't testing well. Because, like, Eddie at one point is like, oh, I know how you women get all hot and bothered about Tupperware. I was like, pardon me? <laughs> what? <laughs> you know what very 90s was? <laughs> well, okay. You know what I thought that that joke was insinuating? Like, so, back in the day when there was Tupperware parties, mm-hmm. well, eventually they became <laughs> sex toy parties. But mm. then you would still call them Tupperware parties because you were trying to be discreet. So, I thought that that's what they were referencing because... I used to have I used to throw in college Tupperware parties, but they're just <laughs> oh you're giving I think oh, you're I... giving the show too much credit. Sir. You think so? <laughs> I think that's a very clever you read. You are reading <laughs> into this. This is like the time that I didn't realize pineapples were like a swingers thing. Oh god. You're doing the opposite. You're yeah. like reading too far into well, the Well, I mean, line. that would make sense. I was rationalizing the bad <laughs> joke. I was like, yeah, it's like, get it? Yeah, hot and bothered over Tupperware. Tupperware, quote unquote Tupperware. <laughs> I guess not. That's so good. Tell me about the pineapples. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, so, yes, okay. Yeah, so me. I don't know if you've told the story before. I may have, but if it, either way, it's been a minute. So we went on vacation to Seattle and Portland, like, way back, like, a, you know, six months ago or something. And... 
I've gotten, okay, so I went on booking.com and this hotel had great reviews, right? This is a, a hotel in Portland and it had great reviews. And so we went and it was called the Stay Pineapple, I think was the name of it. Stay, I think it's Stay Pineapple. And yes, it is. Stay Pineapple in, uh, and they have a couple of them. It's like a boutique hotel, basically. And I get there. And first of all, we were supposed to have a, like a balcony with the view and we overlooked like a highway and a parking lot. So much fun for me. But the truly creepy thing was like, they had pineapples literally everywhere, like everywhere. And not only that, but it was like referenced being naked, like a, an inordinate amount of times in this hotel. I've stayed at one of these hotels, Jess. <gasps> have you? <laughs> in Seattle, so I think. I think. Yeah. Hold on. Yeah. They have called, signs like, that said, like on the do not disturb sign was like, don't come in. I'm naked. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> everywhere. I've never met another person who stayed here. This is amazing. So everywhere it was like, uh, like on the bath mat, even it had like dug into the bath mat like get naked and then they had yeah and on the I have pictures of it on the do not disturb thing it says I'm naked please go away and it had a pineapple with its skin ripped off like laying on a pillow <laughs> like it's so sick saucy but then they had like instructions on how to get in the bed right so, yeah so there the bed had what was called the naked experience this is what they were like famous for and it was basically they were saying like oh it's a cozy luxurious sleep so well you don't remember at night and so it was supposed to be that you were like you would sleep naked but you had to like fold the blankets a certain way <gasps> Lindsay, oh, you dear. took the picture too. Yes, yes. I'm sorry that it's blurry, but yes, no, but I took that's a the one. Too. I have the same picture. I have literally the same picture. Wow. And yes, wasn't this weird? And so I became obsessed with this place and taking. And so they also have these big TVs, and they nonstop had their own ads running on them. And so I would take all the pictures, and Will was just my husband was like what are you doing? And I'm like, I, this is the wildest thing I've ever seen. And so of course I'm telling my friends all about this and they're all like, you do know pineapples mean swingers. And I was like, actually I did not. Yeah. Like, are you in a swingers hotel? <laughs> pineapples are the swingers symbol. And how would what? I know that if no one's, how do people just know everybody, this stuff? everybody knows that. Lindsay, did you know this? Absolutely not. That's the first time hearing of this. See? All right. Hold on. Is it okay? I'm, I googled it real quick. Pineapple yeah. turned upside down is when there's someone looking for a swinger party. Yeah. Were there Pineapple any... placed on your porch or mailbox by swingers lets everyone know there's a swinger party going on. Yes. So people can just show up. Like, don't you have to be invited? And <laughs> you are inviting them if you have the pineapples out. But what if they have yes. diseases? It says a pineapple represents hospitality and welcoming. So maybe that's more what the hotel was going for. Oh, maybe for. that's why. Yeah. The swinging part. <laughs> Even the toilet roll paper was wrapped up like a pineapple. Wow. It was the strangest experience. Uh, my husband stole the pen from there. Um, so we'll have it forever. It was so weird. And yeah, that's my pineapple story. I don't even know how we got on that topic. Why were we talking about swingers? It's like you didn't know something. Oh, about the oh, Tupperware, Tupperware parties. Right. It's code for... Sexy yeah. Party. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, so yeah, Eddie certainly was not a fan favorite. He got ousted and uh and they brought in Matt, who of course is so laid back because his brother is so uptight. Because you gotta have that dynamic. Yeah, like another it's that's another trope as well. But Matt was the cool brother. I definitely remember that. I remember the um I re I, I 
barely remember him dating uh Carrie, but I think it makes sense that they don't work out. But also it's kind of like why she was like, oh, he's like so unorganized and he's he's like unreasonable and he's a kid. And it's like, well, Carrie, like you're that way. So why are you <laughs> why are you like judging hard on Matt? But well, at that time, was, I think she matured. Yeah, because Kevin and Carrie are supposed to be together because opposites attract, right? Sure. Yeah, of so, course. That's what I heard. Yeah. <laughs> One other thing we have to make mention of before we get to like the I guess cliffhanger ending, or, you know, whatever, um, is the fact that everybody's favorite queen from Halloween Town, Kimberly J. Brown, makes an appearance. Our frenemy, Kimberly J. Brown. Yeah, so Lindsay, if you're unfamiliar, we kind of get obsessed about Kimberly J. Brown when we watch <laughs> Halloween Town and we like stalk her Instagram and she's she's still like living in like in the world where she's famous because of Halloween Town. She can't get over it. She sells merch about Halloween Town. She sells all, like all of her TikToks her are about Halloween Town. Yeah. Was she and the we, girlfriend? Uh, so she, no, she was Ashley's new friend and Mary Kate was annoyed about it. And so Mary, oh said, your hair sucks. <laughs> so she was like, one of the children? I see that one. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. So she made an appearance in the show and I about died when I saw her. I immediately texted Sarah and was like, oh my God, guess who's in this show? Can't yeah. I was really like, well, her. well, well, look who it is. You just come in here, take over the show so annoying she doesn't sell any two of a kind merch on her etsy i mean of course she was only in two episodes and it was one season of a show look she was in halloween town like 50 years ago and she's still (laughs) selling halloween town merch (laughs) so yeah so that was fun to see her um but let's let's break down like the actual ending of this show because oh my gosh it was like a whirlwind in like a 20 minute show we or excuse me, an episode. We find out okay, Carrie is going to go backpacking through Europe, and Kevin has just broken up with his uh his girlfriend, and so now is the time that you know he realizes it, it it takes the kid's friend pointing out, like, oh, why aren't they dating? And then the girls being like I don't know. Why aren't they dating? Let's tell dad. And then he's convinced enough to just, what is this, Lindsay? How shoddy is this storyline? I was like baffled by this, honestly. It really shocked me that they didn't have some sort of like elaborate scheme to set them up. They just like go to their dad and they're like, okay, but hear us out. You should date Carrie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's like, he's like, that's like, ridiculous. Sure. She does already live here. Oh, <laughs> he can be- wait, didn't he so say that's weird. ridiculous? And then he's like, I don't think of her that way. And then she comes in like she's all that in like a sexy naked dress. And he's like, I should be thinking that way, actually. <laughs> it All yeah. it takes is for her to wear a dress to for him to be like, oh, my God, she's actually pretty. It is a very she's all that moment. Yeah. This is like, OK, here's what I have in my notes. Jennifer says, OMG, Carrie and fight. Carrie and Kevin fight all the time so they should totally hook up kevin says we're super wrong for each other because she travels too much <laughs> that's all i got yeah so and then she, she out of nowhere so the semester's over out of nowhere she's like i'm gonna go backpacking all across europe all summer with a very small backpack forget my babysitting job forget all my commitments 
I'm going mm-hmm. to go like right, right now. And stupid Kevin won't even tell her her grade. She's not even yeah. your student anymore. I can't stand him. Oh my gosh. He drove me bonkers with that nonsense. Well, it's, it's like annoying. no special treatment, Carrie, except you can live here and I'll pay you. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll feed you. And... <laughs> Uh, and I won't flunk you because I don't want to be your stu- <laughs> your teacher again next semester. So there's no mm-hmm. way I'm going to flunk you, even if you don't do your work or come to class. Um, I I think it's like just a professor thing because how many times do you remember being in college or university or whatever and waiting mm-hmm. two weeks plus for your final grade? Professors hate giving you your final grades. You have to wait forever. It's so annoying. Yeah, no, I am currently doing my PhD. Thought I was through this as I am in my 30s. And I have a professor who only gives out the grades on a Friday night when you're about to enjoy your weekend. What you're a like, dick. oh, good. It's just ruined my oh night. Oh, my god. Are, are we about time to get the grade back, Lindsay? <laughs> yeah, it's only 4 p.m., so I'm expecting it in about two hours. Oh, no. <laughs> Too early. Can That's you believe obnoxious. Lindsay Wilson going for her PhD spent – countless hours watching a 90s show called <laughs> honestly when you when you asked the question initially of like how much did you watch i was like oh my god like i'm working and doing my phd and i watched 22 episodes of this for nothing it's only 11 hours <laughs> yeah oh i may have gosh. watched a lot of the episodes on 2x <laughs> i don't blame you i think it makes sense to watch it on 2x to i watched it on 1x we were in it for the ride i'm telling you gosh um but yeah, so so then he goes to see her at the airport, and she's going off with some rando that apparently she was in school with, and they're both seemingly on the same exact flight to Europe, um, and they're going to hang out, I guess. And so he's like, oh, I don't know. I don't know if I should. So he tells her she gets an A, which you should have told her before she left anyway, but whatever. Mm-hmm. And then she goes to leave, and then she comes out and just kisses him, and it just felt like such whiplash. Like, we've never really gotten any hints that she ever had any feelings for him. And all in one episode, they both develop feelings. Except that she didn't like that Nancy was dating him. Well, she got over that eventually, though. But did she? It seemed (laughs) like she just said that she got over it because she didn't want to be, like, a problematic friend. I did think her excuse was, yeah. Yeah. She was like, oh, I can't babysit the kids tonight. Like, guess you'll have to stay here and not go on your date or whatever. Yeah. Her excuse was stupid where she's just like, I just feel protective. It's like, sure, Jan. Sure you do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was a bad excuse. Um, Mm -hmm. And that was how the season ends. So I'd like to take a second. So obviously the show got canceled. We only had one season of this (laughs) show. But why? Why did it get canceled? I mean, because it was, I mean from an unbiased i can't be unbiased but if i'm being objective about this it's because it's objectively not a great show <laughs> it's just it's not but then okay so say the show got canceled in 1999 they were still putting out books as of 2006 oh yeah there were four really serious yeah so yeah, they, kept, not 14, they kept taking out 40. books, but the show wasn't good enough to stay on. Well, they That's had hilarious. like, so they had the regular series, which went a lot of based off of the episodes. But then they also had like a sub series called Two of a Kind Diaries. And so it was mm. written from like their diaries perspective. I loved a diary format yes. in a book. <laughs> I read like, I guarantee I had 
probably half of these books, if not more. I was obsessed to of like I, anytime I saw a new one, I was getting it. Even though, even when I was like too old for that reading level, and I would finish it instantly. You know, like the Junie B. Jones style of thing, where you're like far too old to be reading that level of book, but you still love the series. <laughs> um, yeah, forty books. It's wild. Um, yeah, so anyway, so lot. let's predict, Lindsay. What do you predict happens? season two of this show if it got made what's what's happening what are the conundrums because we have 13 year old girls carrie and kevin just kissed she's returning from europe seemingly let's say comes back end of summer Mm -hmm. okay so we have to have some hiccups at the beginning where kevin is like i have spent the summer freaking out about this and being like we live together but what about the girls and then they have to have some sort of conversation of like it's just simply too complicated so things have to like cool off for a little bit Mm -hmm. and then maybe like halfway through they have they're like oh i just simply can't resist you and then the second half of the season is like navigating that new relationship should you still live here should you move out and get your own place is this too weird how do we establish boundaries and then everything is perfect and they get married at the end of season two i love this i think i agree with this (laughs) i think i agree with them getting them getting married probably by the end of the season maybe engaged by carrie wants to be spontaneous kevin wants a proper Ah. ceremony they fight about it they almost break up and then the girls talk, but you love each other. And they say, yeah, we do. Okay, let's get married. Mm-hmm. And then it's just the four of them go to like City yep. Hall or something. Yeah, mm, I love that. Oh, we're brilliant. We really are. We know how to write <laughs> Does, sitcoms. Do 13-year-olds need a babysitter? Would mm. she be? Would Carrie be needed in that capacity anymore? Good call. I mean, I don't think, is it bad to say I don't think 12-year-olds need a babysitter? <laughs> they started out at 11. Okay, so mm-hmm. they turned 12, yeah. I guess. Well, they didn't have a birthday. I don't thing they mentioned their birthday but they didn't have a birthday um do 11 year olds need a babysitter when did i stop having a babysitter it's hard for me to say because i had an older brother also so like at a certain point i was just you know he was there Mm -hmm. but yeah i feel like by 12 you're self-sufficient like by the time you're in middle school you probably can watch yourself and they were in middle school by then didn't trust his girls no he didn't trust anybody he's too uptight yeah (laughs) i mean yes i don't think this is a hot take to say kevin sucks uh, he's not uh, great i mean like he tries I mean, he, tr- he tries but he still sucks i didn't have a strong take about kevin honestly i wasn't like this guy's terrible i don't know i mean they're far worse right like eddie's way yeah. worse eddie terrible um but yeah i think i don't know i think uh i think kevin's fine i think carrie's gonna be a ta hmm what, I don't even know what she was studying. Wait, do we even know what Kevin was teaching? True. Um, it science of some kind, right? It had to be – yeah, you're right. It had to be science because he they were doing something at night or the morning where they had to look at telescopes or something, I think. Yeah. He's a scientist. <laughs> He's a scientist, and they were like, she's like a botanist or something, so you guys should totally You would date. think they would get along fine. Botanists are great. Who doesn't love botany? Yeah, they were like, there were definitely moments where I had to restrain myself from being like, these people know nothing about academia, where they were like, don't worry, I'm going to publish an academic paper next week. And I was like, this is not the point of this show, Lindsay. You should be getting upset about this. Would Kevin have gotten in trouble for calling out of work to go to a baseball game? Yeah, that's total nonsense. I feel like I've had professors many times in the last however many years I've been in grad school where they're just like, I'm not coming in today. Peace. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they messaged me, not the dean of the school. Yeah. That was so <laughs> severe. And he goes to, so the other big thing that we didn't talk about actually is that this is set in Chicago, which I do think mm. 
like it is a very big part of the show because they talk about the cubs mary kate has like a chicago bears blanket on her bed um mm -hmm. and i think carrie lives in a building where her roof overlooks the cubs stadium field oh yeah R wrigley ridley wrigley 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 stadium i'm yeah. so sorry sports fans it's I, like yeah, the wrigley. gum it's like the gum Mm. Who is it after the baseball field or is it the gum was the baseball field named after the gum? The stadium was named after the gum. What? That's so stupid. Who names the stadium after gum? Sis, very big what sponsor. are you talking about? There's Pepsi stadiums. All stadiums are named after <laughs> things. They're all sponsored by something. <laughs> what are you talking about? That's literally what they do. Mm. What's the one with the green wall? I don't know. Oh, okay. green it's in wall? Boston, right? so chewing gum magnet william wrigley jr of the wrigley company acquired the cubs in 1921 oh wow so it's been that for way for a while huh yeah is wrigley gum actually good is it the green wrapper it's the green wrapper <gasps> oh my gosh it's double mint yes okay double mint i honestly still remember the jingle where it's like double your flavor double your fun with twins double mint gum. they always yeah. had like twin really really attractive twin women yeah <laughs> mary Kay and ashley could have been double mint twins if they yeah. really wanted to oh my gosh did you know the same company makes double mint big red and juicy fruit yeah because oh, juicy I, fruit. because they're in the same exact packaging okay, well <laughs> i didn't realize I, I don't mean to like get on you about the gum chewing, but or, <laughs> you know, gum in general. I'm not like the gum police, but <laughs> just say. I think we talked about this context when I was cues. when I was a kid, I was not allowed to have sugar gum. I always mm -hmm. had to only get sugar free gum, which usually mm -hmm. was like Trident was the one I think I but, usually got. Mm, I guess Wrigley gum has sugar. Do you Well know not double mint, but uh, juicy fruit did. Got it, yeah. So do you know like the trope where they oh no like you say that you're sick or something and then you go to a baseball game and something you show up on like the television on the camera yeah do you know this actually happened to me in kind of a capacity so when i was in my freshman year of college <laughs> i was um it did happen to me listen so um i was a film student and we had like a film a student film that we were filming and we hired an actress, one of the girls in the theater department, and we had to, she was the, the female lead of our student film. And she said that she couldn't go one day to film, even though she was the lead because she was sick or whatever excuse she did. And legitimately, we saw her on the television and she went to a sports game this happened in real life oh you would gosh. think that it was just a tv trope no it happened and it was the scandal of the century i remember my college <laughs> my friend in college was so mad and i was like i don't know so i was like it, it, it's crazy i can't believe that she was on tv <laughs> at the baseball game where is this a trope this happens all the time in sitcoms. i know but it happens in real life too yeah, I'm actually wow. surprised that because we do get a bunch of tropey stuff in this show and I'm honestly surprised we didn't get more tropes of them switching places. It only happened to like maybe once or twice. It wasn't mm -hmm. often. And I was yeah, shocked I that it wasn't too. more often. Yeah. Yeah. Cuz I you feel like with twins that's that's a very big uh trope. It's just like oh, especially switching places. Especially them like it happens in all their movies it feels like. Yeah. yeah. And then in this one they only 
Yeah, they did in like an early episode and then really didn't go back to that well. They like switched places with like, uh, what are their names? Brian and Max and Brian for the Halloween party. Yeah. Which was also very funny because uh, really timely like references where you Mm -hmm. have um, one of them is like Zorro. um, Alex Trebek. Alex Trebek was good. Um, Yeah. And then one of them is I Dream a Genie. Yes. Mm -hmm. And some scary witch lady. Yeah. yeah. That episode was weird, too, because it was like, we're 12 going to a college party. Yeah, they, <laughs> the fact that oh. Harry even invited them mm-hmm. is wild. Irresponsible. It's irresponsible. Of course. And then, and then Kevin goes to pick her up, and he's like, she's like, you should stay. And he's like, I, there's nothing more that I want to do than stay, dot, 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 at this college party, dot, 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 where I teach half the students. <laughs> I, but I really want to stay and be at this college party. Yeah, it was. True. It's wild to me how much. <laughs> this is going to sound bad. It's wild to me how much Carrie wants to hang out with these two 12 year olds. Mm-hmm. Like, I understand that you grew close to them, but also you're still their babysitter and you're still like a 20 something year old person. Don't you want to go have fun with people your own age? <laughs> <laughs> Just like think about having a party in university and being like, oh my God, guys, you know who else is coming? The professor and his kids. <laughs> It's like it's gonna be so fun. I feel as though that will definitely set you up for just like ridicule and a bad party. Yes, especially like that professor. Yes, especially that professor. Like you know, there's a couple of cool young professors I, yeah. I that maybe would want to invite, but not Kevin. I really feel like, honestly, the more I reflect on this, the more I think Carrie's a terrible babysitter. Oh, I mean, 110%. (laughs) Like, she has a really shitty car. And when you think about the number of times that she brings those kids out and the fact that that car is so bad, like, I'm trying to remember. I'm pretty sure, like, Kevin's seat doesn't even stay up at certain points when he's driving in it with her. She doesn't even leave, (laughs) like, a note to say where they're going. She just brings the kids to her own apartment without telling Mm -hmm. him. Um, you she can. like leaves the her what's the what's the friend's name that delivers pizza? She leaves him to watch the girls at one point so that he yeah. can go do the programming work for her. Like she's a terrible babysitter. You know you can't even sign up for Uber or like Uber Eats or like Postmates if your car's over a certain amount of years old and if your check uh, engine light is on. So oh. not only would Carrie not be able to Uber in her car but she definitely should not be toting around two children in that car yeah Yeah, no i have in my notes too like in the very first episode she like takes them to a game or like to her apartment to like watch the game or whatever and she's like all indignant where she's like i just took them to my apartment like what's the big deal and i was like actually super fair to be like you took my kids (laughs) somewhere didn't leave a note later like yeah he's like because she's 10 minutes late and she's like what it was only 10 minutes he's like in those 10 minutes i didn't know where my kids were (laughs) and then he apologizes later for freaking out and i'm just like dude you were right i don't have children but you were right i think that like in the first episode he was super practical a good dad well-meaning and the more he spent time with carrie the looser he got Mm -hmm. but in a way where like he started to put his two girls in danger (laughs) that first episode though was also funny because they're like one of the things that charms them about Carrie is that she teaches them how to play poker and they're like, when we were little, a full house beat everything. Yes! <laughs> yes, I meant to 
bring that up. Yes. I do oh, think that the, the show did like a really good job at doing little innuendos or little mm-hmm. adult jokes or things that it, like are offhanded comments that you have to pick up uh, and would you find funny but not super obvious. Yeah. I, I mean, the, the show was kind of smart. I mean, it was really, really dumb, but like a little smart. <laughs> it, was, it was 98% dumb and 2% smart. <laughs> Well, yeah, because it took place in 1999. So. Half the yeah. fun is honestly, I think half the fun of rewatching this is just for the pop culture and like the references of the 90s, right? Mm-hmm. Like Jerry Springer references. Mary mm-hmm. Kate is like caught watching Jerry Springer at one point. She's like, I don't want the chair. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like those types of references are really, really fun. And just this, the fashion I thought was, I think the hair for me, hair watch was probably my favorite part of rewatching the yeah. show. You were into the hair watch. You were into the platform sneakers. Oh my God. Can we bring those back? Are they back? Yeah, they've okay. been back. Oh, because well, I can't. I mean, I'm really <laughs> tall. Ashley is always wearing these platform sandals and Mary Kate is always wearing. And like, if you look at one point, she's sitting with like her leg over the other one. So her ankle's kind of dangling. And if you look at the size of this sneaker, it is a platform sneaker <laughs> compared to her tiny, tiny ankle. I'm like, it must weigh so much to be dragging those around. Like you must, your legs would be so yeah. in shape dragging those like heavy duty sneakers around. They're but they were so cute. Why did I love them so much? I thought those were the cutest things. <laughs> These giant chunky shoes. They kind of remind me of, like brat stalls. Oh yeah. Cause the, the, the ankle was so small and the shoes were so big. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I I loved the platform sneakers. I was very into those, and they all they had all these like um, I know the outfits too were also very uh very nineties. I just I just loved the the fashion. You know me, I love a nineties fashion <laughs> moment. Yeah, there's a lot of really fun looks um that were <laughs> that were so fun, and but I I, I definitely think like Carrie was the nineties fashion icon of the episode. Um, what did you, what would you do if all of your Christmas presents got stolen by some new <laughs> random dude that you invited over for Christmas? I think I would be really, really, really pissed off. <laughs> that episode was wild. I have so many notes about that one. Cause it was just like, they tried to do so much with it in like 20 minutes. Yeah. And I they're like, it, yeah. we are doing a social commentary and this mm-hmm. is going to be so great, but it was a little cracked out. Right. Oh, it was wild. Yeah. So they're like the basic thing for anyone who may not have watched this for some reason. Why would you like, not watch the Christmas episode? Carrie invites this like homeless guy who is helping out at a Christmas tree lot or something. She like invites him for dinner for Christmas and then he steals all their presents and takes them back and gives them to like other homeless people. And it's like, I just like wanted to do good. And then they're like, don't worry. The girls are going to be like, they need it more than we do. And giving people a good Christmas is what this is all about. And you're like, wait, but what? Like, what is happening here? <laughs> and then the only thing that he did not steal was the ugly ornaments that Kevin yeah. made for Carrie with his like, you know, bad handwriting. That was like a cookie made with like gosh i was like yeah of course they're not gonna want to steal that that was horrible (laughs) and um the what did you think of the santa that had like a beer stein and burped uh was it jingle bells it burped some christmas song yeah like carrie was like this is my favorite christmas decoration it would not be allowed (laughs) into my home i'll say that much oh my gosh oh my gosh it was yeah it was a choice (laughs) 
the show. I don't know. I I enjoyed rewatching it. Will I watch it again? No, but <laughs> it was fun while it lasted. Mm-hmm. Um, Sarah, you mentioned so little time. Maybe we'll do so little time next year because that that is they're older, so maybe it's better. yeah. I loved so little time, and I think that the so little time theme song is such a good catchy song i still have so it little time so much to do yeah yeah that's <laughs> it it's... with you yeah yeah that's why it. do i know this i don't why know can't I, I wish i could selectively delete things from my memory just to like shore up some room in there yeah so that i wouldn't be a goldfish anytime i tried to remember anything i know but <laughs> you're just memorizing the so little time uh so, so little time aired in uh 2001 to 2002 also only got one season what what's up with this i don't know this show i'm looking at the pictures they look you so much older yeah for they're only teenagers like in this one yeah but like it's like two but years two later and like they've gone from children to teens this is wild yeah aren't anyway, they yeah, don't, don't they live one. on like a beach or something isn't like a beachy show uh yeah i think so california uh they're in high school um i don't I don't remember that much of the plot, but I'm sure it's much of the same thing. And they're just like a little bit older. Um, and yeah, I I think I re- definitely remember this theme song. The theme song is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. Did they have a mom in this one? Apparently I th- so. I think so. Yeah, <laughs> they did have a mom. Macy Carlson. Yep. All right, good. They have a mom in this one. It actually them. looks like there's three adults. Oh, you... <gasps> Oh my gosh, wait, isn't hmm. that isn't the one guy in this like Alfredo from uh Alfredo's in Boy Meets World? Oh, okay. Uh I uh I I don't know. But oh, wait, no, no, no. It's oh, I'm sorry, it's Alfredo from Friends. Never mind. My brain. See what happens? Goldfish. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you. Yeah. <laughs> it's the case of the goldfish. Um but yes, Lindsay, anything else you want to talk to us about, Mary Kate and Ashley? Any tips for people what it, what are your top let's go here what are your top three mary kate and ashley films that are must sees in your mind oh man okay it takes two essentially yes yeah like this obviously. is not not a hot take um billboard dad which i have never had of like six times on this yes. one episode because it's so good did so were good. you okay did you listen to our spoiler alert we're gonna spoil bracket things okay go ahead mm-hmm. a minute if you haven't listened to that podcast and you're going to were you also devastated that Sarah did not respect Billboard Dad as much as I did on that podcast? It went out shockingly early. I remember being very Thank sad. Thank you. <laughs> but what did it lose to? Passport to Paris? That was the problem. It was up against Passport yeah. to Paris. It was, yeah, it was, was a tough, tough round. It's a tough round. Yeah, it's a really tough lineup. Yeah. yeah. I think Passport to Paris might be the third one, honestly. If you have to watch another one, I think the one we were trying to remember earlier was uh, Our Lips Are Sealed. Is that the Australian yes, one? Yes. Uh, yes. Our Lips Are Sealed. Starting from like there on, I don't remember much of anything. I think I may have stopped watching around that point. So yeah, I think like the earlier ones of like, you know what? I also have a very soft spot for To Grandmother's House We Go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's a Christmas classic. It's a Christmas classic. So that's a good one, too. But mm-hmm. like maybe Passport to Paris, Billboard Dad, it takes two. I feel like they hit their stride in the Passport to Paris, Billboard Dad era. Yeah. Like those were because they're still young, but they're not like little, little kids who are trying to mm-hmm. sing and make us believe it sounds good. Yes. Like they're 
they're like they like boys they're like into like they're getting into fashion and fun Mm -hmm. um yeah passport to paris is good i still reference passport to paris when they do the um when the boy the one french boy is just like bonjour 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 (laughs) oh my god i just love the way he says it i'll never forget it I think I may have told this story already, but like, I remember there was a moment where I realized I had been quoting Billboard Dad for the last like 20 years. (laughs) I was like, what is this from? Because anytime anyone said something was edgy, I'd be like, very hip, very now, very cutting edge. And And then I Googled it and it was like, his art is very hip right now. I was like, oh my God, this is so Uh, Is that Nigel who says that? Yeah, Yeah, Mm -hmm. Nigel. Do we have to watch the challenge? Because I... I've never seen it. I've never seen it either. Yeah, okay, so I talked about it on Renap, and uh, it was bad. <laughs> oh, so that was the movie that you like uh, that Robin and Kiva watched the challenge. Yeah, so we watched it takes two, and then we watched the challenge to get like kind of the two ends Both of their sides. careers. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's shocking stuff in there i won't spoil it for you but there's some stuff at the end that you're just like what is going on <laughs> maybe we'll have to do that one next year sarah because neither it's it's surprising that neither one of us has seen a mary kane ashley film mm-hmm. yeah that's one of the the only things i think i have not seen at this point yeah i think so too because i think the problem for me was as a kid as as most kids are you want to re-watch the thing you like over and over and over again so mm-hmm. there were certain movies i've seen I mean, over a hundred times, I'm sure. And other movies I've just never seen. Or I watched it once and it just really didn't fit my vibe. Like Switching Goals. I know I had seen Switching Goals, mm. but it wasn't something I was really interested in. So I didn't watch it more than once probably as a kid. But Love a soccer movie. I liked yeah. Switching Goals. That was it, good. It was fine. It was an okay film. I didn't have anything negative. To, I, I may have had negative things. I don't remember. But again, Goals for <laughs> They had an animated show, Mary Kate and Ashley in action, and they were secret agents. I do not remember this. What? When did this air? Mary Kate and Ashley in action? Yeah, in 2001. It was a animated children's television series. (gasps) Oh, you know what? This, okay, the actual like image looks familiar to me, but I don't think I ever watched this. Wow, that looks bad. Oh my gosh, I bet ba- Brace Face is so much better than this. Oh, wait. <laughs> Lindsay, do you know Brace Face? I don't know Brace Face. Oh. I, that's familiar to me. Was it like a Nickelodeon situation? Canadian. Why? Is it watch Brace Face. It starred um, What's Her Face from Clueless. Alicia Silverstone. Thank you. Uh, that one also has a classic theme song so the girl has braces and when the orthodontist mm-hmm. is putting them on it like imbues her with special powers Whoa. so her braces have special <laughs> 90s early 2000s trope of oh i need braces oh my life is terrible uh (laughs) silverstone 2002 yeah Yeah. and the theme song was just like brace face it's like don't want to talk about it teenage (laughs) (laughs) michael Sarah. whoa (laughs) he was it he voiced someone in it i guess so remember that oh my gosh yeah that show <laughs> classic nina harper was the mean one. Oh my <laughs> gosh yes i feel like you would like this Lindsay. yeah it's, it's not not uh ringing any bells did you have braces sure did yeah so you can and relate to brace like space i can I mean, relate all the superpowers 
that you got from having braces. <laughs> yeah, what a time that was. <laughs> yeah. So it says her braces are somehow electrically charged at all times, giving her strange abilities such as remotely operating machinery, tapping into wireless communication channels, and even discharging electricity directly into what's in front of her. Though much of these abilities are outside of her control. <laughs> so this is like a documentary about my experience. <laughs> <laughs> from canada me how do they know how do they get your story out oh my, oh my god just, so that's why i've never watched it it was just too real brought <laughs> up bad memories for you <laughs> Lindsay, oh my do you gosh. know what mary Kay and ashley are doing today what are they doing i don't know they showed up at that like met gala last year right wasn't that a big thing where people were like oh my god they're here you're out of hiding mm-hmm. yeah I know they were they living in like opposite coasts for a while, I thought. Whoa. I yeah. know. Aren't they just doing know, like fashion stuff? I suppose so. I mean, yeah. why do they really need to work? They had an empire. They had a billion books. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that they went to Bob Sackett's funeral. I think that was the yes. last sighting mm-hmm. of his. Um, so They're probably just celebrating their sister's uh yeah yeah it's elizabeth olsen's time now speaking of juggernaut yeah yeah she's like hitting home runs all over the place Mm -hmm. um yeah but uh anything else any other thoughts you have on the olsen twins on uh this show Lindsay? anything else you want to talk about with mary key and ashley no, I hope I wasn't like too down on this show. I hope I didn't uh, spoil anyone's enjoyment Oh my gosh, absolutely not. <laughs> no, it was so fun. I think yeah, we no, needed was... someone like you who like didn't exactly remember everything because it really I think skewed you brought my us perception. back to reality that <laughs> this is not an A plus show. <laughs> but it was definitely fun to revisit it, like to mm-hmm. see because I definitely remember being like, "Oh my god, we must sit down and watch this show." Like it was must see TV for me. And uh, now, now we now must not. Why. <laughs> as 12 year old me is like this is a genius show but (laughs) you know (laughs) that was a genius show up until an hour ago (laughs) very true um where can people find you Lindsay? what else do you have going on yeah you can find me primarily over on bojack horse pod doing weekly spoiler free bojack horseman recap with kirsten mcginnis we are just starting season six and i also just appeared on post show recaps talking all about human resources on Netflix, which was very, very fun. So watch that and then go listen to the podcast with Grace Leader because that was really fun too. Me, oh my gosh, what an iconic duo, Lindsay Wilson and Grace Leader. Oh, oh it was so much fun. We had such a I good time. <laughs> uh, Sarah, now that Mary-Kate and Ashley March is over, what can people look forward to from us in April? Hmm. So April, we are welcoming back Sasha Joseph and we are talking about Prince of Egypt. About so, damn time we are. Yeah. So we that, about it forever. That is uh, a really, really well done Passover movie and uh, has amazing music. Um, so I'm really excited to talk about that. Excited to welcome Sasha back on. Aside from that, you can catch us with our weekly Boy Meets World and Dawson's Creek coverage. We also covered the Truman Show this month. So if you haven't listened to that, take a listen to that. That was a very interesting conversation. Uh, and then Jessica and I are finishing up our coverage on Posture Recaps of the Gilded Age. So um, 
listen to that if you would like if you would like to hear kind of a different type of show from us uh mm-hmm. you can catch us at shit 90s pod on twitter and instagram and shit 90s pod.com and you can find me at sarah ferguson amazing uh you can also find me at the just sterling on twitter uh we're taking a little bit of a break but josh and i usually are podcasting over at post show recaps about community on community building um and then very soon sarah and i will be covering the flight attendant we're gonna go all the way back through season one and then start with season two which is coming out in april um so go check out that as well over at post show recaps um but i think that is everything from us so thank you again Lindsay, for joining us for mary kate and ashley march uh, we appreciate you all for listening. Have a good one, everybody. Just ask. Shit90shows.me. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.